Welcome back, everybody. Today's topic is biohacking by Mark Wiedenbach. So biohacking, all kinds of books being written, supplements being sold, and so on and so forth. It's going to make you live to 120. It's going to make you seven feet tall. What is the story? So at the very base, biohacking is basically trying to change your body, your well-being through small increments, right? So in a way, anybody who joins a gym and goes on a better diet is somewhat body hacking, right? But of course, people always try to take it to the next level. And there are some reasonably sane ways. And then there are some insane ways. And I shall try to shed some light on them. So biohacking, like I said, increasable being, figure out what you're not so good at, athletically speaking, and maybe improve that. So one of those methods is wearable tech, right? People have Fitbits or, you know, shirts that give pressure points, whatever energy has been used. So me, I'm a fan of data, but there's no such thing as too much data because what do you do with it, right? So I think it's okay to count your steps, but I don't need a sleep app. If I have a bad night, I know it. And then if I have a sleep app, I worry even more about having a bad night on the sleep app, right? So it makes it worse. So I think... There is some stuff should be measured, obviously, such as weight, caloric intake, macros, weights in the gym, uh, if an endurance athlete. But there's also such thing as like overdoing it, like I said, because then when people don't like the data, such as a DEXA or so, they just dismiss it. They're saying the DEXA is wrong. I'm not that fat. It's like, no, you actually are. The DEXA is just fine. So that's one part. Then there are nootropics, which is basically supplements, drugs that improve your cognitive abilities. So there's, the, you know, behind-the-counter stuff such as Adderall and so on and so forth, which I strongly, strongly would advise not to use unless you actually need it, which is very few people, in my opinion. But then I'm not a doctor, so what do I know? But just using Adderall to be more productive actually does not work. You do more stuff, but the quality is so low that it's just busy work. Then there are things that are researched in terms of Alzheimer's, such as Piracetam. They have some evidence that they might do something. I know weightlifters, like Olympic weightlifters, use it to be more focused. Um, it's very difficult to measure. Let's take cognitive tests. Um, ginkgo is often being thrown around. All these things don't really do much, for the exception of caffeine. That is really a nootropic and one of the few supplements that will hack your biology to some extent, right? You'll be more focused, you're more productive, less hungry. Then people go intermittent fasting, saying they feel clearer in the mind and so on and so forth, which may be true. Um, there's no magic extra fat loss. You still need to be in a deficit by intermittent fasting. It's not like only because you eat only one ginormous meal, you're going to lose weight. Calorically speaking, you still must be in deficit. Intermittent fasting for bodybuilding is not a great idea because you should spread your protein. And if you only eat between certain windows, which are also, by the way, completely random, I would strongly advise to stay away from. The ice bath to strengthen the immune system, it has been done for hundreds of years, and it's called the sauna afterwards. Like That's being originated in Finland, where people have a little sauna. And for most of the year, a frozen lake, and they jump in, and there's definitely a benefit. Just do not do it after you work out. It will hinder hypertrophy because it breaks the, it stops this, uh, the signaling 
for the muscle in terms of the um, MPE. So don't do it after the workout. Then there are the more insane things. They all say the things I just listed. Oh, there's one more. Uh, MCT oils, medium chain triglycerides. So people remember the bulletproof coffee where people poured like of all things yak butter into their coffee. I mean, that stuff is just so smelly. Like if you do it, use coconut oil. And it said that it helps with weight loss. That is a bit of a question. First of all, there's only one study, and that study said that people that used the MCT oil in their tea, disgusting, were less hungry than people that used corn oil in their tea. But who the hell uses oil in their tea in the first place? And that's just one study. There are some values if you are epileptic. Um, also, coconut oil tastes good for certain baked goods. But again, uh, to think that it's going to miraculously shed the fat or so is complete nonsense. And then there are the biohackers, and usually they sell supplements or diets, who say this food will boost your testosterone or your growth hormone or lower your cortisol. No food or training will significantly alter these hormones over an extended period of time. It's just not going to happen. So if you think you have basically steroids in your fridge because you have egg yolks, you're greatly misinformed. I mean, food is great, obviously, because it keeps us alive, but it's not medicine. It's not a drug that can fix low testosterone or block cortisol. Sidebar, if you were to block cortisol for good, that would kill you, right? No more cortisol, nice knowing you. And then, of course, there are people that go life extension, they take up to 90 supplements a day and they only sleep on blue light instead of the other. And then I ask myself, okay, so you want to live a long time. Fine, that's only fair. But let's take a look at the blue zones where people do live a long time, right? And there's a couple of common traits. First of all, they're all on the leaner side. Secondly, they're active, right? They often work some physical stuff like shep herding or whatever, into a ripe old age. And then they involve the community. So a lot of these places don't really do senior homes, so you still you become the Wikipedia of the village, what have you. People ask your opinion, you're being integrated. That also prevents you from quote unquote getting old. And they have a relatively low stress level, right? And a positive outlook. Now if I had to take some weird injections all the time and a bunch of supplements, and I could only eat those foods and not this, that would stress me out so much that like you could never travel, for instance, right? It's too complicated. That is what defeats the purpose. So biohacking, in the grand scheme of things, is pretty much nonsense. You can't really hack your biology. People should just focus on what they can influence. Eat a reasonable diet, you know, mostly from whole man-made foods, maybe 10%. Sorry, 90% whole foods and then 10% minor goodies such as gummy bears or so. You should work out, you know, be on the leaner side, try to get your rest and your sleep. Try not to be stressed, don't have an opinion on everything, you know, don't worry about what might happen because the stuff that usually happens comes out of left field, anyways. As an example, on a Tuesday in 2001, I'm taking the subway to work, not expect anything, and before I know it, the World Trade Center right in front of me is up in flames, right? So that nobody could have foreseen. So if you want 
to have quality of life. I certainly recommend stay away from these charlatans, save the money on these bullshit supplements, you know, stop over worrying. Like I said, eat real food for the most part, enjoy your life, work out, get huge. And that's really all there is to it, my God.